0: Today's episode is brought to you by Sadie Harper of
1: Interior Harmony. Okay, if I make a mistake as a parent, which we're inevitably going to do, that I need to then take ownership of that and circle back around even to my kids. That it's not this hierarchy of, I'm older, so I'm better, and I'm the adult, so I have power over you. If I screw up as a parent, I will say to my kid, Mommy lost her temper. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have yelled at you. Mm -hmm. And That creates connection with my kids and that creates trust and safety because they know it's safe for us to make mistakes and then we can just take ownership and accountability of it, acknowledge what it is that we did, say, say we're sorry, and finally figure out a way to repair it. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley.
1: I am Sarah Madras, and this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And usually this is
0: where I would say, and today on the show, we have blah, 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 But today on the show, we have...
1: Just the two of us.
0: <laughs> you and I. <laughs> That's like copyright licensing that we'd have to get for that song, Joe. I think it's a 12 seconds, I was but you say, sang 10 like the first part of it, and then you sang like 30 <laughs> minutes later in the song, so I think we're okay.
1: <laughs> we um, are riding solo today, which is actually a lot Better of than riding dirty. That's true. On many levels, that's true. (laughs) I Um, wonder how many listeners right now are Googling, what does riding dirty mean? (laughs) You see me rolling. They hate. All right. White girls should
0: not sing that. Uh, I don't know if that's cultural appropriation. I was just about to be like, I'm trying to navigate this road. All right. Before we go to that rabbit hole. So today, this is going to be a lead in episode for the episode that will be released next week. So today we are going to do the top three things that we learned from our parents. Because next week on the show, we have very special, or on the next episode, I shouldn't say next week, right? You can say whatever you want. I can say whatever I want. Because this is my (laughs) show, damn it. (laughs) This is my show. Yeah, so in our next episode, we'll be featuring my parents, Phyllis and David Barman. And they are literally our biggest fans. They wait, like my mom alerted me one week when we had a tech fail and the episode didn't go out according to <laughs> schedule and she was like i didn't see the new episode come up and y'all they're like octogenarians almost. my mom almost says she'll get mad at me when she hears this i have no idea what me. that word is oh 80 okay thanks octo gotcha eight. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, she's uh, so I fancy only eat octopus that was what i was thinking. right she's so <laughs> fancy she's
1: not like hey they're 80 80- they're in their 80s like she's got like this no and
0: term. S- in their 70s they're septogenarians yeah <laughs> just saying <laughs> Which is ironic, right? Because September is the ninth month, but septogenarian is in like when you say septo, it's actually a seven for Latin. Anyway, so <laughs> this Down is the, the cra- rabbit hole. Have we ever done Jeopardy? We've done trivia before. It's super fun. Oh, I suck at Jeopardy, as you can tell. But VE- <laughs> we watch Jeopardy in my house. So yeah, they are. And like when we did the tattoos, right? When we live cast the tattoos, if you have not seen that yet, you can go to our Facebook page and watch the video where we live streamed getting tattoos. Like, it was 12.07, and I was filling out, like, signing the paperwork, and my mom called and said, did I miss it? Did you get your tattoo yet? I can't find it anywhere, and I was like, mom. Um, I
1: love her dedication. It
0: was, like, ser- but it's, seriously, every time I get a new tattoo, she won't look at me. She hates different hair colors, so that works for me. Y'all don't know, but I have multicolor hair because you can't see through the podcast. But right now they're teal extensions that I have in my hair. But I did use to color like mm-hmm. I had rainbow hair and I had I would put pink and purple and bright red and all these things. And she doesn't like that. My son has blue hair. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like tattoos. So every time I would get a new one, she like wouldn't even look at me. I just upta- I won't I just don't tell her. Right. And then she sees it and I get that kind of like side eye. So she's calling and I'm like, first of all, it's a good thing I'm sitting down right now because in my almost forty two years on this earth, I would never, in a million years, have imagined you would be calling me and saying I can't see you get poked with a needle and right. permanently.
1: I can't wait. Mar to see your, your body. Yes
0: like she's
1: making progress too she's she evolving
0: is. she is evolving and yes. i'm very proud of this so they are literally our biggest fans and we were talking about you know what just oh, don't give it away because
1: their story is awesome so their don't story give is it. awesome yeah Go
0: but away. i am gonna say so what was really cool and i think this speaks to our dynamic too is that we had an we had this random opening because somebody had to reschedule and it popped in my head i was in the car i was like what if we had my parents on and sarah was like well tell me why <laughs> what is your goal you're trying to accomplish yes. through this and this is how we process through all things so <laughs> I was like actually but it made me pause and think. It wasn't like because in my head I'm like, oh they're they're big fans, they have a cool story blah blah but it actually made me think and then so when I approached them about it after you and I decided and you y'all hear why um, in the next episode, when I approached them about it, that was my mom's first question. she's like, why would you want to talk to us mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was very because
1: we don't ever, We like all humans do this, right? We're like, that's just what I do. So we're like going around in life, just like doing the things that we do Mm -hmm. that to us are not big deals because it's just what we do. You mean other people aren't already doing this? I know lots of people who are doing this. I didn't think it was a big deal. And so that's what she was doing. She was like, wait, but we're not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. because people don't realize, no, you are a big deal. You are having an impact. Like the stuff that you've done in this world is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it is, it was one of those
0: things. And I'm like, when I went through and I hit all the highlights and I was like, honestly, I think y'all make, would make really good guests. And bonus, my dad is hard of hearing. So listening to what he thinks you said makes for very funny listening. (laughs) Right. There are some words that he hears and that he's like, did you just say, see you next Tuesday? No, dad, that word would never come out of my mouth. We were at a, a Mexican restaurant. In Rehoboth Beach, Delaware called El Mariachi, which is delicious. So if you're ever in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, go to El Mariachi, get the ceviche and get there. They have this like soup that's any anyway, this chicken soup that's incredible. We were there and the the (laughs) the waiter, so there's like it's all of us and then we're sitting there and it's loud. We're sitting outside on the top deck and you can see the ocean and it's really cool. And the waiter comes over to the table and he introduces himself. He's like, "Hi, my name is Jaime." Blah, blah blah. And he, my dad, there's full restaurant. He goes, "Did you just say Jaime?" <laughs> the tables around us whip their heads. My husband and I are like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah. So super fun times. So I'm gonna start with the number one thing that I've learned from my parents is to learn to laugh at yourself. How did they teach you that? Because my dad yells at Hyman in a restaurant and then starts <laughs> laughing at himself. No, it's it's really because it's more about don't take yourself too seriously. There was a layer in my house growing up of everything had to stay even.
1: Okay.
0: And that goes back to my parents' experiences as children and, and right. volatile exp- exposure to uh, volatile environments and things like that. It really, as an adult, I had to learn how to feel anger. Mm hmm. But part of the way that they kept things like even and happy was to share history and share stories and share funny stories. Mm-hmm. Right. Of like um, embarrassment. Exactly. And then you could laugh at it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, and there were, there were stories, like the time my sister decided not to come in drunk because they would make you, you know, stand up against the wall and they would talk at you and, mm-hmm. and until, and so she decided not to come in the house and she was laying face down in the yard and my dad went out to get the newspaper and he was like, oh, honey, what are you doing? And she's has like, i picking weeds. <laughs> Love your naivety, dad. Yes. Like yes. that he was like, okay, thank you. And walked back in the house right. Good without job. lack of awareness, <laughs> like how I used to embarrass my sister's boyfriends because there's a fifteen year age difference between us. I like to think that he knew and just let you yes, get away with it. Because he and was he goes tired. In and talks to yeah.
1: Yes, he is it is first thing in the morning. I don't feel like parenting right now. I haven't had my cup of coffee. He tells his
0: friends <laughs> later at coffee, like you're not in my stupid yes, kid did today.
1: Yes. <laughs> we have to ask. She said picking flowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: But the reality is, you'll, y'all will see. He probably really just walked back in the house. We are going to find
1: out, so stay tuned. Right. Listen to the next episode because we were going to ask that question.
0: But, yeah, so I used to embarrass my sister's boyfriend because there's, like, a 15-year age difference between me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And there would be, I was one of those kids that chose not to wear clothes very often. <laughs> it was, like, not a big deal. That
1: explains so much.
0: Why my daughter is <laughs> exactly, always running around yes. without clothes. Yes, like, yeah. Our rule is you must at least wear underpants to go out the front door, but you can be naked anywhere else. That's right, fine. Right, right. Yes, yeah, we're just not, like, our whole, like, the way that we relate to our bodies and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that is just not whatever. Right. We're cool with it. And, like, my dad, even now, like, you'll knock on the door, and he'll say, come in. Like, he does his exercises in the nude, and I'm not oh, even so you kidding. guys
1: don't have, like, a... Cause my, when you had said that, my thought was at what age limit are you going to, but you guys don't have, it's like.
0: For him, no, for him, there's no, like (laughs) Scott was down there when in 2007, when Scott was looking for jobs in DC, like he, my dad heard something, walked out of their bedroom, nude (laughs) and was like, Oh Scott, it's just you. And then turned around and went back in. He literally has zero modesty. Right. Around, I don't know that he'd run naked through the neighborhood, but he's just that pleasantly, like, unaware. Yeah, it took, it's a life lesson. Like, it took me a lot, because I used to be really embarrassed by it. Like, I used to fight against it mm-hmm. and not embrace that it was, like, okay to laugh at yourself and okay right. it's to a be. part of shame resilience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it took me that time to grow into it, but now I can look back and say, oh, that time I heard about that family member that shit themselves in the elevator, like, that's funny. Right, Like, you right. can laugh at that.
1: Yeah, right. yep. yeah. Yep, instead of crawling in a hole and, like... Yes. Yeah,
0: standing, yeah, going through that shame, shame spiral. spiral. And all yep. that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So what was interesting is you were, like, what my parents taught me, and when I was thinking about this question, and, y'all, we did not have time to dissect no, this question. No, this was, like, 4 o'clock yesterday. Yeah, we came up with this idea yesterday. <laughs> But my brain, and maybe it's because my parents are divorced, so this is probably why, is it's this is what my mom taught me. This is what my dad taught me. I don't have, like when you were like, this is what they taught me. I was sitting here going, what did my parents together Oh, as a unit? And I, it did, my brain you, can't think of. My something.
0: parents have been married since 1963. Yeah. And they were high school sweethearts. They've known themselves since ni- like 19, they've known right. each other since like
1: 1950 something. Wow. That's really cute. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love stories like that. So what my mom taught me is, so that we're doing three things. So I'll start with the first thing. Mm -hmm. I'll do two things for my mom and one thing for my dad, which you'll find interesting once we dig into this. So what my mom taught me is the importance of accountability. And, And she taught me that through her lack of that. You know how mm-hmm. a lot of times we're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> they,
0: they model the behavior of both that you want to embrace and you're like, fuck no.
1: Yeah. And so that's why accountability is a a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. And that was not a quality that she possessed when I was a child, nor one that I am aware of now. And I just knew, okay, if I make a mistake as a parent, which we're inevitably going to do, that I need to then take ownership of that and circle back around even to my kids. That it's not this hierarchy of, I'm older, so I'm better, and I'm the adult, so I have power over you. If I screw up as a parent, I will say to my kid, mommy lost her temper, mm-hmm. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have yelled at you, mm-hmm. and that creates connection with my kids, yep. and that creates trust and safety, because they know that, it's safe for us to make mistakes, yep. and then we can just take ownership and accountability of it. Acknowledge what it is that we did, say say we're sorry, and finally figure out a way to repair it. Yep, and so that we can get to a place of forgiveness. And that's not a skill my mom had. Even when I, as an adult, a young adult, would bring something to her, and I was like, "This was my experience with you as a child. This is right. This it was is my too reality." Hard or she was she wasn't choosing. in a yes yeah, she wasn't in a place to be able to take any acknowledgement yeah. of that and to the level of her saying no that never happened and I'm like no like legit <laughs> that <laughs> happened I vividly recall like, that situation. This then, so
0: now that was your first experience learning what gaslighting was
1: oh I didn't even think of it that mm-hmm. way didn't even think of it that so way. So, like,
0: when it happens now, as an adult, do you, like, do you have that, like, visceral emotional reaction that, like, ooh, bad, I can't, Correct. like, I know what this is, and I'm not going to do it? Well, that's why it? we
1: don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom and I don't have a relationship because of that exact reason. I didn't put it to gaslighting, but that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I just put it to, if a person cannot take ownership Or even then they, there's no level of validation. If they're completely denying my truth and being like, no, that is a lie. Mm -hmm. I cannot connect with you. I can't have a relationship with you because you're basically calling me a liar. You're saying that everything I experienced wasn't true, isn't a lie. So where there is no bridge there. no. And so if there's not accountability, so even in business, if people don't take accountability, I can't connect to them. No. Because mm-hmm. there's no trust. There's mm-hmm. no safety. I'm like, I just can't. Mm-hmm. But gaslighting is probably why. Because now my radar is... Hey. It's
0: that your radar goes flip for narcissists and for gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, totally. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So that was my lesson is to take accountability. And that accountability leads to connection, love, safety, belonging.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the opposite. Mm-hmm. So... What about, do you ever, was that something that you had to learn in adult relationships of how to ask for that to not happen? (laughs) (laughs) Because we can't always choose, right? Like we, I know you're saying like you can't connect with people, but if someone's no, I'm going to, no matter what, I want to work with you and you're finding yourself having that like internal, can you, is that something you can teach away?
1: I think anything can be taught away if the person's willing to learn. And so I'm always willing to learn, to coach, to teach. Like I'm in a relationship, whether it's a business relationship Mm -hmm. or a parent relationship or with my husband. Like if there is that willingness and that openness of let me understand you and you can understand me, I'm totally for that. I just can't get on board Mm -hmm. when there is, when that door is closed.
0: All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, so I I found it very interesting when you said that you were thinking like as I'm talking about things I learned from my parents in their unit because literally they are two halves of a whole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do not know an existence where one could survive without the other. Mm. They do everything, and now like and as they've got, they just do everything together. Like mm-hmm. there's and I look and I'm like, do both of you really need to go run to Giant? Is that do you? It's 2 miles away. You can't just want to be Is it know. like a safety
1: blanket now?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. But they they just go together and they just do everything together. Mm-hmm. And
1: were they always like uh, that? No. Okay.
0: No. And that was that's the next lesson is that you have to put yourself and your marriage first and nurture that before the kids. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And the life and the things mm-hmm. and the other relationships. And I didn't know that was a lesson that I'd learned from them until I had kids. Because
1: how do you put your marriage first? Especially with littles.
0: Yeah. So we had that was something that we definitely had to learn. Like we have to intentionally and thanks, Coven. <laughs> we have monthly date nights. We had we had planned, we were trying to plan uh, a a trip for just the two of us mm-hmm. like when was that going to be a good time for that we had uh, our first experience with that was in let's see nicholas was three or almost three maybe almost four i don't remember but i it was about we went away for two nights the two right. of us and it was different Mm -hmm. And it's not, and we really enjoy doing things as a family unit, which is the flip side of that, right? Right. You put those things first, but you also really, we really enjoy doing things as a family unit. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we also did. Like Mm -hmm. everything, like my parents' house was like the center of all the family things. Like everybody came over and that has to do also with the age difference. And when I was 11 is when my niece was born, like three weeks after I turned 11. Mm Mm-hmm my first I became an aunt right <laughs> yep. so the, everything revolved around coming to, to mom and dad's house
1: um, and they had a good house for it mm-hmm. and they always had a pool like it was always yeah. it was our the house place. was set up that way too their intention was like they purposely designed it that way so that all of our friends and everybody wanted to be at our house mm-hmm. so they knew who we were hanging yep. out with where we were like and that started from family gatherings everything yeah. was always at our house too yep, yep. and it's and
0: yeah. And they also had fun. Like they would go out. So they started in the, I don't remember when it was, we'll have to ask them when they started their gourmet group. I think it was late sixties, early seventies. So they call it, it was their gourmet group. And once mm-hmm. a month or once every other month they would rotate houses and mm-hmm. whosever house it was at that had the main course and then everybody was assigned yep. something. And then they would put all the receipts together at the end of the night and divvy it up. So everything was equal. They started bringing me there in a car seat Like in a Mm -hmm. bassinet, in a Mm -hmm. sleeper. It didn't matter. That was their gourmet night.
1: Yep. There's the baby. You fit into their life rather than them fitting into yours. Correct.
0: And so
1: they would do that.
0: Like they went away for a week and had a sitter for a week when I was like seven. Like they still did the things. Yep.
1: What I find interesting is that a lot of times... People think that the connection has to just be date nights or travel or like these big mm-hmm. things that we require effort and planning ahead and da, 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 but ways to put the marriage first and rituals for connection are little things that you do every day throughout the day. Yeah. Like you have you and Scott probably have your morning ritual of when you wake up, do you chat in the bed and cuddle for a minute? Do you what are your exit rituals before okay. you leave? Do you give right. each other a hug and a right. kiss? Like those are all rituals connection to put the marriage first rather than it being like we're holding on white knuckling until our once a month date night when we spend time with each other. No. And I like that you point that out because there is,
0: I can clearly look at it. Like you look at them and they are so richly and completely in love with one another that mm-hmm. you can see those things, right? Like mm-hmm. my mom cooks and my dad does all the cleaning. Mm-hmm. My like his, they each have their roles and it's funny cause uh, a few years ago my dad had a heart attack and it was one of those situations like, because this is my dad. He was like arguing with my mom. He's standing in the kitchen, literally like pain radiating, having an active cardiac event, right. arguing, watching American Idol while he's doing the dishes because that's his job, right? <laughs> like he's watching American Idol in the kitchen. He's doing the dishes. And my mom's my mom had to call their friend who had a heart attack the year before and been like, is this what you experienced? Because I feel like we should call an ambulance and he won't go to the hospital. Right. Like he was like, no, I'm fine. Anyway, so he had the heart attack, but so we're meeting with the interventional cardiologist. Like I get to the hospital and all of a sudden he's going and he's having a, a stent placed and all this stuff. And we're meeting with the with the cardiologist who's he's an interesting guy. And as he's like grilling the, the doctor, is there anything I can take every other day? Do I have to take the medication every day? Is there anything homeopathic that I can as he's having a balloon put up his artery right. to open up? Right. The blockages that are preventing his heart from pumping blood. Right. <laughs> what can I do homeopathically to resolve this? And we get into, it's two o'clock in the morning. We get him settled in his hotel room, in his hotel, in his house. It was like a hotel, a hospital room. And my mom's, I hope you know that this isn't going to last for a long time because you need to get home and back to normal so you can do your chores. Yeah. <laughs> Six hours later.
1: <laughs> so you could do your chores. Mm-hmm.
0: because god love them yeah that is that is they are and they are homeostasis Mm -hmm. if you look that up in the dictionary the picture of them should be yep that's interesting
1: Mm -hmm. interesting so the second thing that i learned from my parents the second one is also from my mom so my mom taught me to always speak up and so I would say that assertiveness for sure came from her because her, my dad is very passive mm-hmm. and people pleaser and just wants everybody to be happy. Like literally, if you say to my dad, Oh, I love those, that potholder right there. My dad's like, Here, take it home with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even lying. So I had to stop complimenting things mm-hmm. when I go to visit cuz he'll put it in my suitcase. <laughs> it's he's just the most extraordinarily thoughtful, loving, like and but that make he's also extremely very passive and people just walk all over yep. him. Yeah, and so I guess I would say I learned from my dad to not let people walk over me, and I learned from my mom how to be assertive so that people don't walk all right. over me. Right, right. You know what I mean? But
0: there's there has to be a balance there that you can be kind
1: and yes, speak up for yourself. Exactly, exactly. Mm, tell me your finger. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and she very much and that is the blessing. And that's when I tell people about the relationship, I was like, these are the things I totally like, I can appreciate the things that she taught me and that she gave me. I'm not Mm -hmm. like bashing her of like, she was horrible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are amazing things that I'm grateful for. And that's one of the things that I'm grateful for is the fact that she always taught me that my voice, um, not necessarily that my voice is important to everybody, but as long as I didn't talk up to her. (laughs)
0: And then there's that.
1: Like that's where the
0: line went.
1: Right. It's speak up for
0: yourself. Now shut up.
1: Yes. Just don't do it to me. Don't do it against me. And so I always weird.
0: That's a very mixed message, especially to give a child. Like because those are the ones that either either like internalize all the things and turn inward and really struggle as adults and, and can develop anxiety or it's the opposite. And they are so loud and overpowering that they don't understand how to receive information. That they're always just, it's -hmm. always like a Mm -hmm. a megaphone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I definitely, I would say that my confidence or assertiveness comes from that place Mm -hmm. of things happened and went down and I spoke up like at school or with a teacher, she had my back. And Mm -hmm. so that was helpful Mm -hmm. to know I'm not out here alone. Like I can stand up against injustice when I see it Mm -hmm. and I'll be supported in that. Yep. Was that part of what led you to social work? Because you've said that you just
0: like saw it as a, as this is a cool thing and this aligns with me.
1: What social work? Yeah. So I had always wanted to, I always thought it was psychology Yeah. because mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember, probably even way back to 10, 11 years old, people would always come to me with and share mm-hmm. their problems and their struggles and ask for advice. And, and they would be like, that was so helpful. Or, like I was always right. helping and problem solving mm-hmm. and mediating. Mm-hmm. Like I was always doing that. I was even in mediators when you're in uh, fifth grade. And so I think it always came from that. And I just knew, okay, I love helping people solve their problems. I felt honored that people trusted me to share their secrets and insecurities and to be vulnerable with me. Like I felt honored that people felt safe enough to be vulnerable with me and trust me with that. And then that I could help them. So, um, an irony my mom is calling. Is she having tech issues? She might. Like, I. Just, she's probably trying link? to log in. Yes.
0: Is yes. probably so. I just emailed her or I texted her and said, "Check your email. I right. sent you the link." Okay.
1: You're like, "Mom, we're in the middle of recording."
0: I should have answered <laughs> it, but I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. No. I think that it's really it's interesting how we stumble through, and it's funny because now, um, like when I. <laughs> So, mom, don't be upset when you hear this. As a social... Right? Like, I worked in healthcare for 20 years. I know health insurance inside and out. Mm-hmm. And yet, when a family member was in the hospital or somebody had some kind of struggle, they wouldn't call me. There were people who literally needed the skills and expertise that I have in my pocket. And I would be the last person to know that, like, my aunt was in, you know, the hospital or going to somebody was going to rehab or mm-hmm. somebody. and And yet when um with this iteration of my life and my career, I like I hear a lot more and it could just be like a, a growth in the and of an evolution in the stages of our relationship and life and mm-hmm. adulthood and things, but it's I, I get the questions now, hey, do you have any ideas about what you could do with this? Like the fact that I'm an idea generator right? and that I'm embracing that problem solving aspect of my like what I did really well as a social worker and applying it to other places mm-hmm. with the marketing and the, the photography and the social media and stuff like that it's just funny how that kind of come out yeah mm-hmm. and but now like they'll ask me questions mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas well, before like I literally live like 25 minutes from you I can mm-hmm. go to any of these hospitals like I have connections mm-hmm. at all of them yeah and you're not calling me but now it's oh what do you th- <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just funny yeah and that's something else I think I learned like so my dad, like I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs, right? So is this the third and final lesson?
1: I think well, I so. Guess so. I think the segue. So. This is yeah. the third and final lesson. That's where lesson. I thought she was going with this. I, yes.
0: Yes. I need the segues. I just want to hear them. <laughs> yeah. I was, okay. So the third thing that I learned from my parents <laughs> is that I think what's interesting is like not, and you'll hear more about this from them on their episode, but that really like that whole cliche of anything is possible, mm-hmm. right? Like. I was told that I had no other path than to go to college. Education is highly valued. You are going to college. This is what you're going to do, all of these things. And yet, neither of them finished college mm-hmm. and have been highly successful. And my dad has been an entrepreneur and small business owner. All of my existence, mm-hmm. as well as prior to my existence on mm-hmm. this earth. And so it's really interesting to me that like, they are, the way that they would support some things versus others had taught me two things. Number one, it taught me that there are multiple paths and you have to look at what's going to be best for the child. Mm-hmm. Each of us children were different and we each, you know, had we been supported in slightly different ways, the outcomes may have been a little bit different. So it's important to look at who your children are individually and support them that way. Mm-hmm. But also that really it you can reinvent yourself. You can go for like another risk. they like things to be safe. Mm-hmm. Like and so risk calculated. Is, it's very calculated and risk is very scary. Mm-hmm. And yet they still always approach things as a team, even if one of them is not making maybe the best choice for the situation. And that's okay, because then they're just like, they'll roll with it. Mm -hmm. And it's never like a bad choice. It's just, do we invest in this or do we not? And usually it's a, no, we're not going to invest in this because- Mm -hmm. There's other things, just that fear of what if it fails? Mm-hmm. So I take it to the, I, for a while, I took it to the other extreme. Is nothing's going to fail. I'm going to make, and also the opposite of that, of everything's going to fail. So I'm just going to, I'm going to toe the line, right? Yep. yep. Versus like also being able to embrace that I am able to take risks mm-hmm. and it doesn't all have to fail and there doesn't have to be scary. And if it does, then there's. Something on the other side. Or there's a lesson learned and it's going right. to open the door to the next It's not even failing. It's learning. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I can so see that in your relationship. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because you and Scott are like on the spectrum of risk taking mm-hmm. that you guys maybe lean just a little bit more than the midpoint and that even if you're... you if you don't 100% agree or you're not 100% all in, if the other person is like, but no, this, that you guys have each other's back no matter what. Yep, yep. And then if they take the leap, whether you agreed to leap or not, you'll jump too so that they're, you're holding hands while you're jumping. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And we had, that was a skill that we did have to develop together. <laughs> I'm Sadie Harper, owner of Interior Harmony, offering interior design services for the Triangle area since 2009. I specialize in room plans and design style assessments for the room which just will not come together, customized to your individual tastes and budgets. I love mixing design styles and sourcing unique fabrics for one-of-a-kind custom upholstery, bedding, and window treatments. The end result? A room which looks and functions the way you want and need. Your home is your canvas. Show your style. To set up your consultation,
1: email me at design at interiorharmony-nc.com. So my third thing is the, what I learned from my dad. And I would say that my dad is the like poster child for unconditional love mm-hmm. and forgiveness. So that's what I experienced from him 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. I am the, so I have three older brothers. And so I was the little girl that he had always been waiting for. And when they came out and was like, it's a girl. He was like, thank God, now I can stop. Like, and he loves all four of his children unconditionally and always has to the point where I'm looking at him going, So it's still, I have not mastered these skills myself. I love my children very much. I actually don't know if I love them unconditionally. Because if they did, like some of the stuff that my brothers do, I'm like, hell no, I would not put up with that mess. But it's a difference between loving them. and. I don't
0: think that loving them and tolerating their behavior is the same. I think that those are
1: not... Okay. Talk I to me more about that because totally I might have explicit. a breakthrough here.
0: I don't know. Like I, I think that the bond, the connection is the love. Okay.
1: Cause I can dislike my child's behavior. Correct. And I can be like, I don't like you, your behavior right now. And, or even I don't really like you right now, but I still love you. Correct. Okay. So then maybe I do possess it, but... No, but against, I don't know that there's anything. If one of your... I can't but like say if that my like, kid was turned out to be like an awful like human... Like Ted Bundy? Right. Like I, I don't think I could be down with the unconditional love as Ted Bundy's mama. Yeah. I don't think I could right. get on that train. But my dad would be on that train. Like no matter what any of us do, did, or could ever do, he 100% loved you exactly the same, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would his behavior would like he would be on the train conductor of the unconditional Aww. love express and his level of forgiveness that I've seen over the years. Cause because he doesn't possess advocacy skills mm. and people walk all over him, people have done some dirty deeds Aww. and I'm like, I would have been X you're out. Like I'm done with you. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. But my dad's no, you know, their family, and he'll still, he still has relationships with people. And mm-hmm. so it's a lesson that I, ad, something I admire about him deeply. It's not a skill that I've necessarily mastered. Here's what it is. Here's the aha. It's because <gasps> boundaries. Because I believe in healthy so boundaries. There's a difference
0: also. I think that you can still love someone unconditionally and have boundaries. 100%.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's the whole essence of how can I love you? And not betray myself. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's Correct. what helps because I don't are. know. There's
0: I don't know that there's there are things because that's the hard part, right? Like people can hurt us and we can still love them. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it shows a level of like either you're willing to work with someone on where they need to grow, or I don't think it. I don't think it's the same as when you let people walk all over you, though. Like because right, that's that without a, boundaries, right? Yes. So, but the boundary, the choice of saying, like, if there was a a situation where your partner hurt you deeply and you were able to say, look, you hurt me. You have to regain my, you have to earn trust, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rebuild, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And you are willing to work with them and they are willing to do the work. I don't think that there's, I don't think people in glass houses should cast stone. Totally. And then beyond that, I'm also willing to say... I think that there are things that I will not tolerate, right. but it's going to be up to me to reconcile displaying that love because love mm-hmm. is an action.
1: And its I think you bring up a great point because it's one of the questions I get asked all the time when I talk about boundaries and advocating for yourself is people are like, they automatically go to black and white thinking of Mm -hmm. all or nothing of either I love you and I let you get away with anything that you want to do and you walk all over me or I cut you out of my life and it's no live your life in the gray area of the healthy boundaries of how can I love you and have a relationship with you and interact with you Mm -hmm. and still honor myself and my boundaries and still be in alignment with my values Mm -hmm. and integrity Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so you can have with my mom my boundary with her is I will text message you like she can see me on Facebook to have access to pictures and I'll text you but that's how I can have a relationship with you that honors my integrity and my core values and so it doesn't have to be this all or nothing you can still go to the family cookout and be next to aunt Sally even though you don't like her (laughs) And, you and know you're what? not it's, being fake. You're not being right. inauthentic. You don't have to be like,
0: Aunt Sally, you're the best. And I think that's a really important message right now because people struggle, right? Like since as things have evolved over the last five years or so that this divisiveness and the separation and like the ruining of Thanksgiving dinner in November of election years, I think that there's something to be said for you can still hold space for someone to have different views and opinions and ideologies than you and learn how to have civil disagreement Mm -hmm. and still care about someone, even if you have to know what your own threshold is, right? If you are unkind, if you step on other people to get ahead, if you are cruel and unaware of your cruelty and unwilling to learn awareness to your cruelty, I will not hold space for you. Right. I can't do that. That's my boundary.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Because there's nothing I can teach
1: you. And there's nothing I can learn well, from you other and than... And there is no willingness. If there's no willingness to learn. Yes. So to recap, my three are accountability mm-hmm. and taking ownership, mm-hmm. even when it comes to parenting, and the confidence to be an advocate and to speak up, mm-hmm. and then unconditional love and forgiveness. Yep. And my three are learning to laugh at
0: yourself, to hold space to put the person and the marriage first so Mm -hmm. that you can have the good foundational unit for the family. Mm -hmm. And although it was risk taking, it is now patience. (laughs) I have learned infinite patience. And also I can't just say it's from my, for, from these, like my dad is infinitely patient Mm -hmm. until he's not. And then he gets loud. But even then that's few and far between because he'll just like, I've watched him, and he has a very special relationship with my children, too. I've watched the very mm-hmm. special relationship he has with my nieces and my nephew.
1: Isn't that the most beautiful thing really to is. watch? It really is. Yeah.
0: It yeah. really is. And, like, they are stellar grandparents. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so cute for me to see, too, because Nicholas has his iPad, and he will randomly text them. Yep. And randomly FaceTime them. Yep. And there's days I'm walking by his room, and I'm hearing him, like, who are you talking to? He's like, I called Nana.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep, my boys like, do that too. Yeah. That's amazing. So I it's, do. It's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Love so, it. do we want to do lightning round on each other? Ooh. La- we always close out with lightning we round. We'll make do. it a fast one.
0: I forgot to press the button. I wasn't ready.
1: Oh it's no! Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> go, Joe.
0: <laughs> lightning round. Oh,
1: fantastic. Do you want me to go first? You do, because I don't have the list up. Okay. <laughs> What do you want your legacy to be?
0: I want to raise kind and compassionate children mm-hmm. and create a kind and compassionate and community, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The and thinking
1: community. Yep. How many hours of sleep do you get at night? I've always wondered that. Yours. This is like a really common
0: question. People think that I don't sleep. Why is well, I that? I don't think you do because you're everywhere. <laughs> I do. Probably six <laughs> hours. If I'm being realistic, like average six hours.
1: Okay. What does success look like to you? Contentment. Okay. What has been the best advice you've ever been told? That even when it feels like everything is
0: not happening for a reason, (laughs) there's always a lesson to be learned. Okay. Like that if you have, and there's always something ahead of you. There's always a new day. You can always wake up. Mm -hmm. Nothing is so
1: life or death
0: that you have to take it so seriously that it's drowning you
1: what is something people often get wrong about you people think I'm intimidating we've talked about that we're confidence grounded confidence come people are intimidating and people think that I don't sleep yes (laughs) True. People
0: think that I don't slow down. And I, I it's so to me that is so funny because I play a
1: lot. That's why I'm like, how does she do this? Because you're everywhere working, but then you play a lot I too. Do. Because it's yeah. because to me I just it's want to follow productivity you around activity
0: and fulfillment. Oh, we should totally do that. Just follow like you around so I can see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. What is something you're profoundly grateful for right now?
0: The I am profoundly grateful for the opportunity that I have and that I have created for myself. I am profoundly grateful for that. I wasn't, I didn't stay in my little hole in the ground.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. When I emerged, mm-hmm. I needed to like, I, and we can go into that another. There was a time when I literally would have been swallowed up by any wall that mm-hmm. I would have been glad to put myself into. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm glad I didn't stay there.
1: Yep. Do you want me to end you with theme song? Are you waiting for that one?
0: No, let me do yours, and then we'll do our theme
1: songs. Okay, I have one more. Oh, uh-huh. if if you if your hero story was a movie, what would what movie would it be, and what character would you be?
0: Wonder Woman. Next, <laughs> I like also
1: answered both questions with yes. <laughs> no,
0: but seriously, right, like the lasso of truth and the yep, truth the justice mm-hmm. integrity invisible yep. airplanes that t- <laughs> invisible airplane aside i'm thinking more of the diana right like yeah. it's that yep it's that champion yep mm-hmm. yep for the people yeah. yeah all right
1: what inspired your entrepreneurial journey watching people do things that were unethical and without integrity And being like, I cannot be anywhere near that. So I have to create something on my own. What do you geek out about? People. And? Dirty dancing (laughs) and horses. And and it turns
0: out, Saved by the Bell in Dawson's Creek, did not know that, but yes. yes. What is something that was difficult for you to find the courage to speak up about?
1: When I first got my first big girl job out of grad school, the environment was not that awesome and there was inappropriate behaviors on the part of the boss and when I did speak up to HR then I ended up being let go and then it turned into like this whole thing and I had end up getting a lawyer and it was a horribly traumatic experience and that's so and scary training. as like
0: a 20 something year old yes. early 20 year old that
1: oh that's terrible yeah
0: But I'm glad that you went through it because that then led to. Totally. Right? Dominoes.
1: Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, I would be less likely to speak up now because it did teach me, like, uh uh, take care of yourself. And because when you speak up to try to make sure it's not happening, because it was happening to others, but I was was the first to speak up. Mm -hmm. And so then I got the biggest brunt. Mm -hmm. Then other people started to speak up. But yeah,
0: but you were the catalyst for that, right? Like you gave, you empowered others. Even though you took the fall, way.
1: I didn't think of it. I was yeah. too traumatized. Well, time. yeah, but now
0: you can look back <laughs> on it and say, so given it again, right? If somebody were to say to you, you're going to get serious fallout for this, but you're going to empower
1: others. If I knew that it was going to empower others. Yes. Okay. But if they're like, you're going to get serious fallout for this, I'd have kept my mouth shut and exited quietly. Yeah. All right. What is the best advice you've ever been told? Probably that I can do anything. Like mm-hmm. I just grew up in that culture of you're capable of doing anything. All right. Super. Yeah. What is
0: something no one knows about?
1: <gasps> no, can I change my answer? <laughs> yes. The best advice I've ever been given is by Heart Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. And where she says momentary discomfort versus long-term resentment. Mm-hmm. And so I really try to like channel that of, about speaking up or things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, I'd rather have the momentary discomfort right. than the long-term resentment.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like- getting a blood draw to find out if you have some disease Correct. would you rather live with it and not know and then die right <laughs> yep or just get your finger pricked yep um what is something no one knows about you
1: that's a tough one but i would the first thing that popped in my head and it's not even like that juicy so i apologize that my oldest brother and i are born on the exact same day so it's like a uh, the circle was completed so my oldest brother sammy was born on may 16th and then I was born on May 16th, and so it was like, we just closed, Aww, closed the circle. Close closed the loop. Yep. So nice. Yep.
0: All right, let's do theme songs. What would your theme song be?
1: So my theme song, and it's been this way for the last year and a half, maybe going on two years now, is Glorious by Melmore. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. hmm Just listen to the lyrics, y'all. Yeah. It's I was born for this. Yeah. How could I forget? It's time to step up, claim it, own it. Yep.
0: And it's so funny because I had never actually listened to the words until you and I had a conversation about it. And then I would be like, oh, this is fun. Listen, And then I listened to the
1: words and I was like, holy fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yep. At our live event, we're totally having that song. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And. you got to ask me my movie. I'm so excited say, to share my movie. What's your, what's,
0: what, mo- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> your <laughs> life were me. a movie. What's the, I'm so, I'm, all right. If your life were a movie what movie would it be be? and what character would I be and what character would you be I'm
1: freaking Moana people yes you are I am Moana I like did a whole paper on it (laughs) for my business coach that's where he asked me that question we went through this whole thing and my mind just kept getting blown more and more and I'm like oh my god I totally am by this way. And he was like, and then you're this way because you do. And I was like,
0: <gasps> no, it is. It's, I, I just like, Moana. I had an instant download of holy shit. She is Milana, <laughs> And she's rowing that big boat and she's make crashing over those waves. And she's going on. She is Moana. Motunui. You will board my boat.
1: And I, and I, we've
0: only watched it once or twice.
1: And I'm looking at her and I'm like, I see. You. And restore
0: the heart of Tafiti.
1: Yes. And I'm like, Te Fiti, <laughs> I see what's right. in you. Yes.
0: Yes. And I like, I'm going to give you the, and everything's going to go green yes. and flower. Yes. Yes. Totally. Thank you for getting me. I
1: totally get that. <laughs> that is, wow. So y'all listening, figure out, well, ask yourselves well, if your life was a movie, mm-hmm. what movie would you be? And, and tell which character? us. Yes.
0: Share it with us. Please. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. This was fun. This was fun. Theme song. I told you. Glorious.
1: Oh yeah! I oh, you have, you have what, to do yours. do yours. <laughs> I'm
0: like, wait, there's
1: still. Why was that in my your head? theme song? And are you ready, Joe? Do you have glorious and then her theme song about to be queued up so we can exit on our song? Damn it,
0: Joe! I don't want to get sued.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just ten <laughs> seconds of it.
0: <laughs> I think we we did a disservice by singing the song. <laughs> Honestly, like this is a really hard question because I'm someone who's, what's your favorite movie? I can't pick one.
1: What's, what's your, your favorite arena point? anthem? Just what comes to
0: It's actually, there's a, there's a couple of them. So hold on. So okay. one of them is I Will Wait, Mumford and Sons. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because it's, it's just impactful. Like you have to listen mm-hmm. to the words and again, and then the other one is So What by Pink.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see both of those. Yes. 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 Love yep. it. Yep. Yep you know what we should do is we should take everybody's songs that they've said when we've asked that question mm-hmm. and we should do a girls who do stuff playlist.
0: Yeah, we can on Spotify. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Y'all That's coming what we're soon. Doing. Coming Comment soon.
0: on Instagram and Facebook Yep. on um, this episode. And cover then art. we'll
1: add your song. To Email
0: us info playlist. at girls who do and we will add your songs to the playlist.
1: Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Thank well, you, everybody, then, for listening. This we was hope, fun. It was fun. And we hope that y'all listening had fun, too. And even though we're riding solo, we still get to have a lot of fun doing it.
0: Yeah, we do. Rate us. It helps other people find us. We know you love us. And thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time.
1: Yep. And next time with Jenny's parents. Yep. Stay to the end Bill with and the Dave. blooper reel at the mm, end. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Talk to y'all soon. I'm Jenny Midgley. I, I am Sarah Madras. And, and you do you.
0: you. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by
1: subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.
0: Now for the part of the show where we try to help Jenny's mom understand how to join us virtually. Enjoy. again. Hang on, hold that thought. Pause, pause the. <laughs> hold on, we're gonna bring her in. Ah, You're just talking on phone. All right, sorry. I put her. I put you on speakerphone by accident. Joe said he sent you the link, so it would come from. It comes from a company called Squadcast FM. Do you have an email from Squadcast FM? All right, I'll text Jenny the link, and then she can text it to you. All right, Mom, we're recording the episode that's before you, so we just patched you in. It's okay. When you called the second time, I said, I should probably take this. All right. Did you check your spam folder? Okay. All right. So Joe's going to send it to me and I'm going to send it to you right now. All right. So, and you remember how to open up the text messages on your phone, on your computer? Yep. Like you click the little blue message icon, like the same one that's on your phone, right? Like on your loading dock. On your Mac, when you open the, <laughs> when you see the doc and you got little blue message icon. Yes, I just sent it to you. Mom, I just texted it to you. <laughs> I can see it on the text message. So can you open your computer? All right. The blue little message icon that's in your, it looks like a little thought bubble and it's blue and you click that. Yes, that is it. So click on that. Yes.
1: All right. Is there any? Tell her that she can stay on the line well, and can- watch us do this recording if she wants. Right, to. Yeah, she can hang yeah. out. All right. If she wants to.
0: It's okay. We have 15 minutes before your appointment. Yeah, so. just tell
1: her to leave it up and then she yeah, can go do, she wants. go do whatever Yeah, just leave it up and go do whatever.
0: And we'll have you patched in and then we'll start right yep we're just not in there yet all right you're welcome all right love you talk to you
1: soon all right bye we're so putting that as the blooper at the end of their episode (laughs) like we'll edit it out of this one and at the end of
0: theirs you know what i'm gonna change my third thing i learned from my parents it's patience
1: (laughs) (laughs) you did do really well you did really well because my dad's got which is why I was like, I'm not having my dad on because I can't with the technology. Well, he just started listening yeah. to the podcast a week ago. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. My dad's an entrepreneur, but I was like, that's too technology savvy. Can't do it.
0: Next time you visit him, we'll do it. Yes,
1: a, yes, we can do that yeah. when I'm
0: down there. But this is, I am very much accustomed to walking her through yep. the thing so I know how to anticipate what is her question? I know how to describe things so that right. I can walk her through in a way because my brother's a, a network engineer and, and does stuff with computers, but he loses patience with her yeah. very quickly yeah. and gets frustrated that she doesn't know. And then my dad is still waiting for the computer he can just talk to. Right. I'm like, I don't know that. It's probably not that far away. I was going to say. The computer you can talk to. Yeah. I know. So he just wants to talk okay. about it.
1: So we have 15 minutes. So Joe, like clapping when you know to come back in? Oh, I'm fine. Okay, you good? Okay.